airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, we appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. We'll try to get around to a few phone calls as we get to the last segment of the show today. I do want to talk about some of the things that I think are important to discuss uh, in terms of uh, wins and losses, <laughs> I guess. I don't want to oversimplify what's happening, you know, in our country. Uh, but I, I do think there are some things that we should be concerned about that I would put in the category of that's taken an L. And I think there are some things that we should look at that that are happening and that could increase that would be a W, would be a mm. win. And so I want to talk about, about those things. Um, but I, I want to make sure that we felt that we were able to punctuate our discussion yesterday um, talking about masks and uh, our conscience and, and freedom and, of course, government. Although I do, mm-hmm. I put this in more of a category of, you know, what is your conscious conscience compel you to do? Um, do you feel squared away on that, Will the Great? Well, I want to share a scripture that uh, caller <laughs> gave yesterday. Okay. Um, um, we didn't, we weren't able to get to him, but it's a uh, second Corinthians chapter uh, three, verse uh, 13. It says, and our, and we're not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the <laughs> sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. You asked for a scripture and was that, was, <laughs> that was one that was given. That's, that's that. That caller was calling in because I said, if you are advocating for a mask, that we have to wear one. Is that right? Or that you're not going to wear one? I guess one for why we. Give me a, give me a biblical we, reference. Give me book, chapter, and verse. We, yeah. Book, chapter, <laughs> All right. Read verse, it why again. We, why we don't wear. Read it again. Uh, First Corinthians. Yeah. Chapter three, verse 13. Okay. So someone called in with First Corinthians chapter three. Yeah. Verses 12 and 13. Yep. I just I'm asking you to read it again because okay. I'm one of those follow along <laughs> as you read people. And so I had to get my my Bible out because um, I want to read that with my own eyes. I don't I'm not <laughs> laughing at the word of God. Right. Right. I am. I am possibly, although I reserve the right to after we get through the scripture, should the Holy Spirit convict, take my <laughs> laughter back. OK, but I'm potentially laughing at the application here. All right. Okay. So I just want everybody to understand that. So we're where are we? First Corinthians Chap- chapter three, chapter three, verse 12 and 13. Uh, OK, proceed. <laughs> therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. Wait a minute. Did you say first Corinthians chapter three, verses? Oh, 12 I'm sorry. And- I'm sorry. Second Corinthians. I'm sorry. Second Corinthians chapter three. That is, I was like, that is not what I'm seeing. Second Corinthians. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Chapter three, verse 12 and 13. This is okay. (laughs) So you still didn't read it along with me. I still did not get to read along. Um, And, you know, so 
You want me to read one more time? Yourself. I mean, if you don't mind. <laughs> All right, here it is. You, are you there? I am there. All right. <laughs> yes. It says, therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know in what, um, like how the, the caller was presenting that, you know, because sometimes things like that could be like, I got a scripture for you. I found one. And it's like lighthearted or if it's like, no, yeah. seriously, this yeah, is, no, you know, so I'm, I don't know. I'm going to step out on a limb here. Um, I'm going to step out on a limb. I hope it's strong enough. Um, I'm going to step out. On, <laughs> I'm going to step out on a limb here and say Make that's a oak joke. Tree. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Let me. Let me say this. I'm gonna step out on a stump. All right. And uh, and I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that that's a joke. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say, okay. contextually, that is not. <laughs> that call is back not and be a like, No, seriously. Read defense. the words. He's like, if you go back to the original Greek, uh, what Hymenaeus was saying. No, no, that's that's oh, not it. Goodness. Um. Hymenaeus. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I first thing <laughs> came to my mind. Aristarchus. Whatever. No, Aristarchus be, preferably. That might be is better. better. Sorry. <laughs> Just don't name your kid Hymenaeus. <laughs> don't name. There's several names in the Bible oh my that goodness. probably you have to be very careful if you're, you know, in the process of choosing names for yes. children that you just don't want to go with them. Yes. Uh, Hymenaeus would be one. All right. Anyways. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I think that's probably a joke. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take a little <laughs> risk here and say that's probably a joke. Um, because contextually we are. Addison. <laughs> <laughs> Miki Addison at Hymenaeus.com. All right. There you go. You guys send me your letters. I'll read your letters. Um, oh, no, I'm going to say in context, when you're talking about uh, old covenant and new covenant, I'm not sure that coronavirus masks kind of fit in that category contextually. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I could be wrong about that. Um, hey, but that's funny though. Yeah. I don't care who if, you are. If it's supposed to be funny. And if it's not, then let us all proceed to counseling. Everybody. <laughs> where, we, well. where we all get help for this. Okay. Um, so a few categories here. I want to I wanna jump yes. right into this. A few categories of uh, wins and losses that I think we should talk about. Um, I, I mentioned yesterday, and I, I will continue to go back to this. I know that this is controversial, but I have to... Um, I have to be honest and I have to operate with integrity when I talk about issues. Like I don't try to provoke people unnecessarily, mm -hmm. but I do think that when the conversation arises, we have to be genuine. We have to speak with integrity. And, you know, I, hopefully that's one of the reasons why people tune in um, because they want to hear us talk honestly yeah. and biblically on the issues that are presented to us. Uh, so I, I, I mentioned yesterday about, you know, where I stand on masks and I'm not sure Will, are you mm -hmm. and I, do we agree 100% on the mask? Like, what's what's your perception of the differences no, or the similarities between you and I on the I mask? I think we agree in application. I think we do the same things. I think my feelings may be a little more disgruntled than yours. Yes. Then, like, okay, I, I agree so, with that. So, I, you know, I, I, I put on, if it's required, I go to the store, I put on the mask, you know. But while okay. I'm in there, I'm pretty upset. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. I'm like, Dude, yeah. come on. I think that's you know? right. I think so that's I, right. Yeah. Do you try to avoid places where yes. you have to put on them? Okay. Yes. I try not to go anywhere, really. Like this let's, is let's true. do the let's do the click list. <laughs> let's let them yes, come out to me. Let's do everything that we can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's not, increasing. I mean, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's increasing. Okay, I just wanted to. I just didn't know if you and I were on a on a different page. I just wanted to check. I think that's right. I think what you just no, described we're the same is application. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. All right. So we kind of laid out how we feel about masks. Of course, those are that's our commentary on it. Um, and and again, people can. I I appreciate the callers who called in yesterday, um, to offer their commentary on it as well. Uh, my line in the sand is vaccines. My line in the sand for having anything um, that is forcibly uh, injected mm-hmm. into my arm, you know, um, <laughs> sign this paper, get this authorization. You have to have this. Um, my conscience uh, compels me that I cannot trust that. Right. And um, and that would be my line in the sand. And now and, and I say that now, listen, I say that mm-hmm. not even knowing where this could go. Right, right. I, I, I know where I think it could go, where it but could I don't go. know yeah. finally where, where it goes or where it ends up. Right. But that's my conviction. And I'm saying it here publicly because it is my it is also my private conviction that I'm not I'm not letting anyone inject anything into my arm or my child's arm or thigh or whatever other muscle they may be searching for. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm now, not doing that. Now, I would say one of the, my personal concerns with the mask and like you said, like we're in application we're the same but i think if we're not careful things like the mask and other things uh condition for more things down the line i think people are more readily like okay well you know because you know first it was you know just the distancing you know social distancing and everybody does that no problem no problem Mm -hmm. you know now everybody have to, to wear the mask and I think, you know, that's, that's more problems there. But people say, okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I think when they roll out a vaccine, there's going to be a lot of pressure put on people to get it. And some people are going to just say, well, it's supposed to help us. So let's just, you know, I don't know. I think that a lot of people will resist it. But I think, I don't know, that's a conditioning that's happening. Well, that's what, that's what I, I'm concerned about the most. Okay. And I agree with you because I think that conditioning is real, which mm-hmm. is why we reject terms and phrases that the culture normalizes. We say, no, we're not using that because we do. But see I do that wear my seatbelt. So I guess I'm right. conditioned. So, but <laughs> that's I mean, nothing I, going I in my body. I think there was though. enough evidence that you could trust, you know, that where you could True. say, okay, we see the benefits of that. Um, but, but can we, can we also say this, that there are, there are Christians, there are believers who are not like us, and this is important, and because when you listen to people talk about things, you know, it, it can seem as if their position becomes the authority. Mm. Our position on this issue is not the authority. Right. For every Christian, the authority is the word of God. Amen. So we have to operate according to that, and I think that is very important to state, very and I, I hope that every Christian gets increasingly more comfortable having that as like that's their straight edge that is my final line it is what does the word of god say on this topic mm-hmm. so having said that there are christians whose conscience does not convict them about getting any other types of vaccines either mm-hmm. right so this is not right. an issue right. for them and and right. there's you know the that's questions true. about oh would you get a vaccine or would you not um for many people it probably will be determined by their posture toward vaccines going in. That is true. That's true. But I also think, you know, what's different about this particular one that's coming is that it's been done so quickly. So you may have even those people. Well, I got some news for you, too. Those people may be even more hesitant, like, ah, I don't know about that, you know. And and that that would that I mean, that that might 
that might fall <laughs> into the category of discernment too. Um, but I, I got some news for you here, okay. and that's what I want to talk about when we talk about wins and losses. Yeah. I put this in the category of a loss. Um, this is news from LifeNews.com, okay. Oxford University, and AstraZeneca uh, making the coronavirus vaccine using cells from aborted babies. Uh, see. So there's no question no. now, and I'm gonna I w- let's unpack this story Not because I know one. people we don't want to <laughs> operate in headlines, right? We want to get right. some information. Okay, yeah, tell and, me about and then, it. Yeah, I'll tell that you. That headline <laughs> is like no. It's pretty <laughs> jolting. I this is a loss. This this is a loss for the American people, Man. and but the American people should also know that the use of aborted cell lines is not new to vaccines. Right. You just have to research it. And and so when, again, I want to be consistent in what my claims are. And when I say that I am pro-life, I do not think, and and when I, and I, when I am um, outraged over the sale of aborted baby body parts, then I can't say, oh, unless, of course, there's some benefit in it for me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I, there's no way. There's no way. Right. Many Christians are not aware of this. Many Christians, unfortunately, are content not to research this because then there mm. becomes the necessity to make changes yeah. based on this new information that you have. Yeah. Well, here it is, this news from lifenews.com. You can go and check it out yourself. Of course, we will post this link in the show notes so that you may read it and share it with your friends and have a conversation around it. Not everybody's going to agree with you. Um, And when I say agree with you, it means how they will govern themselves based on the information. Mm -hmm. But I'm not asking for agreement on the facts that's not an opinion. <laughs> okay. Right. Like, right. I mean, it's, right. we're not, we can't, the like, it's, if I'm, if we're talking about facts, mm-hmm. don't say to me, well, let's agree to disagree. No, then we're not talking <laughs> about facts. Right. We can agree to disagree on how we will govern ourselves b- based on those facts. Yeah. But if we can agree to disagree over the facts and it's not facts, it's a strong opinion. And, and so let's make sure to make that clear. What we are talking about now is the factual information that is out that we have uh, COVID-19 vaccines that are being created using aborted fetal tissue. That's a no for me. It was always a no for you, but I'm glad (laughs) that this was able to be like, (laughs) this is a Sharpie moment for you. I'm glad that you got your Sharpie here. Let's do this. Let's grab the break so we can get back into this on the other side of it. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll put the links to this story in the show notes, but we'll grab this break and we'll be right back. He put that hunger in your heart. He put that fire in your soul. His love is the reason to keep on believing. When you feel like giving up, when you feel like giving in, his love is the reason to keep on believing. You're listening to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you for spending this hour with us. We really do appreciate it. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and it's Unspoken with Reason. Will the Great and I are married. I like to uh, reset that every now and again for people (laughs) who are new to the show listening and they're trying to figure out the dynamic here, you know. Um, Sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not. Um, We know each other well. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say better than anyone else on this planet. 
I hope that's true. That's how I feel about you. This yeah. now is the time. Okay, good. All I right. said yes. You um, didn't hear me? See, because then you would say you hesitated. I Hesitation's said yes. T- okay. As yeah. soon as you mm-hmm. said that, mm-hmm. you didn't hear me. You did. No, I heard you. See? You did. I just she don't I just wanted me. to run a highlighter over it. Are we going to counsel right now? <laughs> um, she never hears we're me. married. We like each other. Um, we're very different. Yes, very very different in the way that we communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will the Great is pretty much to the point. He uses um, <laughs> as few words as possible to make the point. Once the point is made, he's done. Done. Um, I tend to have a few more in my bank. <laughs> I have a few more words. I use them, right? I tend to be more of the jokester. Your um, word find rich. Find the humor. Word rich. You yeah. know, I would wear I like that, that on a t-shirt. Word I would, rich. As, as a woman, <laughs> as a woman, I would wear that on a t-shirt. I think that says a lot. You're word um, rich. Yeah, yes. I, I am. I'm, I'm word rich. I'm a loud listener. I agree <laughs> verbally a lot, you know, and disagree verbally. Sometimes it sounds like this. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That means I'm building up to like, I disagree. But I don't know. I want to be gentle, right? Mm-hmm. If I agree, then it's that's loud as well. All right, here we go. Um, we were talking about vaccines before we went to the break. Sherry B, by the way, is over in Studio CC, and mm-hmm. we'll try to get to some phone calls in the last segment of the show um, so that you can talk back to us and, and let us know what you're thinking and, and, about and the topics. And for everyone's information, Sherry B is masked, masked up. She's masked up, so she's ready. Strong conviction. Yes. Strong, she's got that conviction notice. Yes. Um, and so I that's that's her. great. Yes. I applaud her. I love her. And and so that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Here's a story from Life News. And uh, of course, we're going to put a link to this in the show notes so that you can go back and read it for yourself. In fact, I would plead with you to go read it for yourself, um, especially before you would, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, you know how to live. I can't tell you how to live <laughs> you your life. Live. You, know, you know how to live. All right. All right. You know how to live. Here we go. Uh, Multiple possible coronavirus vaccines that are on the fast track for development as the world awaits a vaccine to deal with this international pandemic. (laughs) Um, But there is there is one COVID-19 vaccine. I probably didn't read that first sentence right, but I'm going to just keep going. There's one COVID-19 vaccine that is receiving the most attention and is also the most controversial because it relies on cells from the body part of an aborted baby. Man, see Despite ethical alternatives being available, a number of research teams are still using the cells from aborted babies in their work. These include Janssen Research and Development USA, a Johnson and Johnson subsidiary and the University of Oxford and AstraZeneca, which could be the first to make a coronavirus vaccine available in the United States. Mm. Man, see. I'll continue. Yeah. The Oxford slash AstraZeneca team appears to be in first place in the vaccine race and doses of the vaccine were given to 1,077 healthy adults aged um, between 18 and 55 in five UK hospitals in April and May as part of phase one of the clinical trial. A new paper published in the Lancet Medical Journal revealed The vaccine appears to be safe and induces a strong immune response following the first phase of human trials. It also appears to be helping the human body make antibodies. I mean, all of these things are great, but the vaccine is not without ethical concerns. The team at Oxford University is developing the vaccine using the HEK 293 cell line. Excuse me, 293 cell line. This cell line was originally created 
from tissue taken from the kidney of an aborted child Mm. around 1972. Mm. The child was aborted in 1972. A doctor by the name of Anthony McCarty, a pro-life physician in the UK, is speaking out about the moral concerns involved here. And I, I mean, look, this, this is, in my opinion, this is where the rubber meets the road mm-hmm. and our, you know, cries of being pro-life. And, and it's whenever it's something where you say, well, that we, we need that. You, you understand what I'm saying, right? right? This is where the scale starts to slide just a little bit for people where they start to say, well, I mean, there, there are reasons or ways for us to be able to get around it. But my question is, are there? Are there ways for us to get around it? Do, do we say um, we are a part of the abortion industry if we allow for these vaccines to be pumped into our bodies? My opinion, my opinion, based on the facts, all right, is yes, we would be complicit. We would be partakers in an industry that makes money off killing babies. And if we're outraged over the sale of aborted baby body parts, I mean, thank you, Project Veritas, right? That we we had all. And remember our season of outrage where we're like, we cannot believe people are sitting over a salad talking about how much you can make off this part of a baby and that part Mm. of a baby. And remember, I want I want us to go back to that outrage, because when we start talking about, oh, but 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 we need this kidney to make this vaccine so that the country can get back in line. I just I just want you to get the picture of the lady with the salad. Man. You remember her? Yeah, remember the remember salad? Her. <laughs> she wanted the Lamborghini or whatever car she's talking about. She yeah, wants to get talking about the big business that is killing babies and harvesting I, their body parts. I still don't understand how uh, the world pretty much was shown all that footage and nothing really happened. Like, man, it's just it's, it's amazing to me. Like that should have yeah, been no, the shutdown of, of shutdowns. Like it should have been that should have been game game right there. I, I really think that it shows how deeply steeped our country is in this industry. And and I, I, I don't want to always over-spiritualize things, but I think you should not under-spiritualize things, right? I True. think that this speaks to the wickedness that is in our midst, yeah. right? That there is, um, there is an industry that is connected to the murder of babies in this country. Yeah. And it's not just those who are murdering the babies who make the money. Everybody along the way, you know, everybody involved, those who are buying the parts and those who are utilizing the fetal tissue, those who are utilizing it for research, um, those who are cleaning the offices, those who are, you know, everybody who is, you know, involved in it along the way is making some sort of dollar off of it or benefiting from this industry. And I think that's one of those things where if we really start to kind of roll it back and take a look, you know, you're like, Man, I'd, I'd have to stop doing this. I'd have to give up this. I'd have to give up that for, for many of us in the United States of America. Not and, all of us, but for many of us. And I'll say, whenever I think about that, how that was shown and exposed and now, and and, 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 and it's kind of just passed now, you know, we, mm-hmm. we saw that. I think about, man, the judgment of God. I'm like, it's like, you know, we were, we were shown <laughs> what is going on. People yeah. said out of their mouths. Yeah. You know, and we still went past yep. it. I'm going to cut here. I'm not going to cut here because I want to preserve this. I want to get this intact. Man. I want to do that. And and talk mm. talking about the strategy of murdering babies to preserve the body parts that you want to use. That's wicked, guys. And I don't need I don't I don't need to hype that up. We don't need to be overly emotional in that. That is just point blank 
bottom line, that's evil. That is wicked. That is wicked. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you're like, it's too wicked for us to imagine bringing a screaming baby, you know, to an altar to to be burned alive or to die you, you, eventually um, and, and to just ignore the, the screams and the cries of the child. If if that is what you need to imagine. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. However, let me say <laughs> this. You've got silent screams that are happening every day mm. in this country where babies are being murdered in their mm. mother's womb. Mm. And 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 again, here now we're talking about um, creating vaccines that I think if some people have their way, you will have to carry around a ticket saying that you have received this vaccine. Mm. That's that's my that is my imagination. But I think that it's based off some of the information that is that I have read. Yeah that people will have to get clearance for certain things. Let me say this at this point, and, and, and we may have covered enough of this story just so that people can go and read the rest of it for themselves because I want to move on mm-hmm. to some of the other wins and uh, losses you know, in this country. Yeah. But, but let me just say this. Um, I try very hard to not have a lot of stuff that I need. Mm-hmm. And my strong encouragement to Christians in 21st century America mm-hmm is to work hard to not have a lot of stuff that you need. Mm. And I think people understand what I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. Don't let there be stuff that you just can't do without. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, and of course, obviously I'm not talking about our basic necessities, right? right? I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about the many, many things in the United States of America that we are like, well, if I have to do this because I have to do that, then I'm willing to do this. Mm. Reduce those things is what I'm saying. Yeah. Reduce those things. Let, don't let there be much that you just, quote unquote, have to have. And so there, therefore, you're up for sale. You mm. can you can be bought. You can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let there be a sticker, a price sticker on you. That's that's what I'm saying. Look. What we're what we are going to have to do in this country is not new to the faith. It characterized the faith. Mm-hmm. The way we have lived in this country was new to the faith. Understand that. To not, to not know what it is to be persecuted publicly and, and, and all of the things that were sort of defining features of the church as it, in its infancy. So what I'm saying is we've got to be like our brothers and sisters who were capable enough by God's grace to get the gospel to us there wasn't a lot that they had to have and just couldn't do without. Oh, no, I can't. I have to do this. So then I have to do that. Right. And anyway, that's that's yeah. all I have to say about that. No. Just don't let there be a lot of stuff that you need. You're right. I agree. That's 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 one of our problems. OK, so that's a, that's a loss when you talk about vaccines and, and you talk about uh, COVID-19. That's a loss. Um, here's a win. And and this is this is really interesting because. We've been talking about for a long time the church uh, rallying around um, parents who want to do something different for their kids yeah. as far as their education is concerned, yeah. but not really knowing where to start. Mm-hmm. Well, in the midst of a pandemic, there is something that is growing in popularity. And um, I, I learned about this from the Daily Signal. The Heritage Foundation has a piece on this. Um, something called pandemic pods, pandemic Pandemic pods. pods. Yes. Which actually the Washington post covered first. 
that all across this country, there are parents that are getting together in what is called pandemic pods, little pods where they all know each other and they all get together. And then they hire a teacher to teach their kid Hmm. or their kids. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a co-op to me. (laughs) Sounds like a cottage school. Sounds like, you know, a non-traditional government school. But of necessity, parents are doing this where they have gotten together and they have said, hey, listen, I work on these days or right now I'm in the process of working from home. I don't know how long that's going to last. All of these things are going on. And then other parents are joining with them and saying, this is what my schedule is. Some of these parents are teaching the kids. They're taking turns teaching the kids. Again, sounds like a homeschool co-op. They're taking turns teaching the kids. Then there are other more organized pandemic pods where parents are paying a fee collectively so that they can hire one teacher that will teach all of their kids. There was one teacher mm. in this uh, in this story, and let me get the amount here because I the reason I think that this is important, there's one teacher who was talking about the amount of money that she has made um, as a result of the demand mm-hmm. to teach privately. Mm-hmm. Man, and there was a there was an exact quote here from her and I can't I can't find it. I'll have to look I have to look for it. But um she talked about making more in the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't want to over let's see. Oh, yes. Okay. So one pod teacher um uh, quoted in the Washington Post article said that um she'll earn more this year teaching two families with a total of four children than she did in her prior teaching position. Mm. Now, why do I say that? Because there are Christian teachers Mm -hmm. who have thought, well, you know, what am I going to do if, you know, if schools don't open Mm -hmm. or what am I going to do if Christians start taking their kids out of school? Right. And and, and I know that there are different ways that people kind of come down on this, Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking here is another one of those sort of presented blessings about where we live in the United States of America. Right. Like that America America is going to make business no matter what. True. Right? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter what's going on. Like there can be a business made around that. We that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the, that's the free market. That's right. that's people hate the C word capitalism, but that's what it <laughs> is. You say, "Okay, wait, people have a need. I can meet that need." You you want you can pay me to meet that need. I will help you do that. <laughs> this is a win. And let me tell you why this is a win. This is a win because while people are playing with your kids education in more ways than one ideologically. All right. But then also with the opening of schools, there are a number of schools that it's like, no, we're not opening or we're pushing it back. The, the open date. This is a win because it puts parents back in control. Hmm. It gets parents in the mindset of like, wait a minute. If my kid is going to be instructed, I, you know, I, there's some things I got to do. I got to yeah. take responsibility for that. I got to see how this all shakes out. There's another story to couple with this just real quick that I see as a win. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster is uh, taking funds that came originally with with the the CARES Act stimulus funds and the funds that were earmarked for education. He is turning that into scholarships for parents so that they can educate their kids in private education. Hmm. So the public school system's not willing to open up. 
Governor McMaster is saying, these are your tax dollars. You take it and you educate your kid. This is a win. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. I'm Mickey. And I'm Will, and that's Doris Akers with Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. I know that I have a few more stories I want to get to. I'm probably not going to get to those. I'll open the phone lines and just sort of um, finish up uh, the current discussion. So it looks like a couple of these others maybe we'll have to hold over uh, for tomorrow. But we're talking wins and losses and uh, aborted baby fetal tissue. Aborted fetal tissue, I guess baby and fetal is redundant, but aborted fetal tissue used in the development of uh, the coronavirus vaccine, uh, that's a loss. That's a loss. And it seems that two uh, two companies, if you will, in the United States in particular, are leading the way in that. And um, anyway, so there we go. And then on the education front, uh, a couple, couple wins here. Oh, here's the number, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, we talk about wins um, on the education front. I think parents taking um, the leadership role in, in how their kids are educated, what they're learning and who they're being taught by is a good thing. Yeah. And it seems that in the midst of this pandemic, there is a, a growing opportunity for parents to do that. And uh, unfortunately, this story is, you know, presented to us by the Washington Post initially and it's really a it's a it's a secular view of it. Right. It's like, oh, look at what parents are doing, um, you know, solving problems. I really wish that it would be Christian parents who would be taking the lead and saying, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, we don't I just don't think we always need to be looking and saying, oh, the world has told us it's OK to do. You don't need that. You don't <laughs> right. you don't need the world to tell you right. it's OK for you to solve problems in your home. You can do that. Like you have the wisdom of God. Like yes. you should, you should be taking the lead in this. I mean, anyway, and I, I know, and I was thinking about something because I know there's a, a conversation about the quote unquote next round of stimulus. And I know that the president and um, treasury secretary Steve Mnuchin have both expressed that what's important um, as they near the end of this month is focusing on kids and jobs, right? That that's important. Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, I think, if you talk about focusing on kids, mm-hmm. I would make the case. Now, of course, look, nobody cares what Mika has to say about this. <laughs> and I understand that the, the first step to being important is recognizing that you're not all right. Like that's <laughs> I understand that nobody's looking to me. But here is what I would say. I would say if we understand that roughly per student spending right in this country, mm-hmm. Sits at $15,000 and some odd change, okay? $15,000 a year per student, okay? Um, I would say, why can't we have as part of the, you know, quote-unquote stimulus, why can't we have the money follow the kid? That's been so a if question. You've got a, yeah. That's for a long time, right? Long but ago. this is the opportunity. you got to strike. 
<laughs> hot. Yes. You see the tree starting to tip. You got to hit it, push it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I, I said it like it's a brilliant revolutionary idea. And Ted Cruz is like, sit down, Mika. I've been pushing <laughs> this girl. I know. I know, Ted. Um, I do it without the cigar. Here we go, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, what I'm what I'm suggesting is this. Like, can we think outside of the box? Not just a question of. Um, do we, you know, uh, get rid of the payroll tax? And that's a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Do we put dollars into people's bank accounts again? Not as good a a conversation. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, but also how do we really get, get America back to that place where we used to be, where we were like not sitting around, you know, wringing our hands, waiting for someone to do something for us. Like, what? Yeah. How do we get back to that place where we're like, hold That's, on a second? Yeah, it's gonna be hard to do when there's um, more and more stimulus checks going out. Like, that's that's that will become more and more difficult. Yes, you yes, know? and and I think there, and again, I think that this is conditioning. Yeah, I think that this is conditioning where we're like, oh, it's there's got to be someone who comes to the rescue to do this for us. Right. And I think that's what we have to move away from. I really think that Christian parents have got to sort of be in this place where Christian parents are saying, I don't need you to do this for me. Yeah. And and if I've, you know, not been certain of it before, I am certain of it now. I can do this myself. I think dollars need to follow kids. And and I yeah. think for the, the Christian parents who are like, well, we don't know how we'll afford this, you know, whatever the, the economic obstacles are, I think some of what we need to be pushing and fighting for is that you're taking my tax dollars. Yeah. And I have no say over what you do with it or how it's used to educate my kid or not. Right. I right. give me give me back that money. I know the better way to spend it or to appropriate <laughs> it. I know what to do with that money. Yeah. You know, you know, something strange to me about this whole conversation about stimulus and all that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of talk about the next one that's coming out and all that. But I don't hear, a, maybe there's a lot of talk about this, but this coin shortage that we're talking about. It seems like <laughs> there's talk about, you know, money going out and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm seeing where stuff, there's shortages of, of coins and, and different things happening. But anyway, that's just a thought I had. Do you have a conspiracy theory attached? Man, to that I don't moment? know. That's something up with that, though. I never, I never remember this, and maybe I'm too young, but I just never mm-hmm. remember, you know, where it was like we we don't have coins. Uh, we do don't. you think it? Do you think it has something to do? And of course, I haven't read anything on this. You just kind of spring that on me. But do you <laughs> think it has something to do with? Um, people not wanting to use money, exchange money in the midst of this pandemic and people not being out at stores as much, maybe doing a lot more online shopping. Do you think maybe it's not just there's not coins in circulation, that kind of thing? Maybe, maybe. I I will try to look more into it, though, because I'm wondering, you know, what's really going on? You know, because you hear little things about it, but I haven't seen anything where it's like, this is why, you know, and maybe I need to talk to Dan Celia. He can help me out. All right. Well, let me know what he says. (laughs) Let me know what he says. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Mike in West Virginia. Hi, Mike. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I think if if we take vaccine made from aborted baby tissue, Mm hmm because of science that we haven't discovered yet, that vaccine will cause another health problem in that person. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, 
I, Mike, we've already we we are already seeing that. Yes. Yes. We are already seeing that. And that is that listen, is I appreciate happening. you calling Mike, you know, with because, other vaccines. Yeah. Okay. We are already seeing that. Yep. And people don't want to have that conversation. They don't want to go down that road. Um, but we are already seeing that. Yep. So you're yep. absolutely right about yeah, that. Thank I you, agree. Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, I where agree. do we go next, Will? Let's go to Richie in Ohio. Hi, Richie. <clears throat> How you doing? Good. Um, so I called yesterday, and I didn't make it in. Second uh, Corinthians 3. Uh, it was actually 16 through 18, not verse 12 and 13. Oh, okay. My bad. So if you, if you, you sound kind of serious, Richie, I just want to, I just want to <laughs> hold on. I just want to, I want to prepare myself for this brother. You sound kind of serious. Are you, <laughs> so when, so you're like, you're like, y'all didn't get it right. And you mocked me and you had the wrong passage. No, 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 no. Listen, my, my heart rate is up a little bit only because I care about the, the Lord's word being recognized Amen. as what it really is. Yeah. So it's not about me being right. It's definitely about the Lord. And if we could read that verse together, I think you'd see what I mean. Go ahead and read it. Go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. Actually, uh, if you don't mind reading it, because like my heart's like up. Do you have? Okay, it's or so. I, where is it? No, it's 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 Second Corinthians chapter three verses. Uh, did you say sixteen through seventeen? I have it here, right? In sixteen, sixteen through eighteen. 16 through 18. Yeah, it's probably just because you yeah. got through, you know, Richie, it, it just happens. You're like, oh, wait, it's my turn. Yeah, and then no, you kind of have this like little, you know. All right. So here we go. Um, so the Bible says, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Verse 17. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Should I continue on? Yes, please. Okay. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Now, tell me what what your thoughts are, not uh, not what that scripture verse means to you, but the context here that tell me how you apply that. Okay. So without going into a a sermon, because usually when I get on these, I I get going for a little while, and I know we don't have time for that, but um, like we were made in God's image. Uh, Genesis says in the image of God we were created, and uh, male and female, he created them in his image. And with that image, it's a big deal because when man sinned against God and we lost something in the garden, I believe it was our identity, but we get it back in Christ. And so being in Christ gives us our identity back, but we need to be proud as believers. We need to be walking and, and actually shining. I mean, there's so many scriptures. The New Testament is, is replete with scriptures that talk about how we're supposed to shine to this world around us. And I figure, you know, like Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind also plays into it. Because we're learning truth and we're rejecting lies. And kind of like your first caller from yesterday who mentioned that she didn't feel like in good conscience she could uh, go along with what she believed to be false. And I feel the same way. Uh, Same with the second caller who said she needs to be able to pray for people and lay her hands on people. And it's basically standing for everything that is Jesus, to be Jesus, as 1 John says that as he was, so are we in this world, and we can't put a mask on and cover up the very image that God is trying to reveal to the world, because without holiness, no one will see God. 
Okay, I hear what you're saying. So, so let me let me just say this. Um, I I do believe that this is an issue of conscience. I think it's a bit of a stretch, though. To and I say this respectfully and and lovingly. I know that we 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 worked our way to get to this point, but I don't think that that is altogether a biblical defense for not wearing the mask. Um, I I hear what you're saying. I just I think it's a stretch to to apply that scripture to that. I I do believe that um you know we, we understand the glory of God and we understand being made in His image. We understand what Jesus Christ has secured for us. But I'm not sure that um Moses's veil or the removal of it um I'm not sure that's the same thing. And I just want to be careful. Like I just I mean someone else can maybe convince me of it. Um yeah. I'm just not sure that that's exactly the same thing, brother. I'm not sure. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Just to the you know fact of, I don't think that's the scripture that's talking about why it's biblical not to wear a mask. You know, um, because here is what we do when we interpret scripture, and and this is probably, um, and and this is what what I elect <laughs> by God's grace never to do in women's Bible study. Ask a person what that scripture means to you. Because it doesn't it doesn't matter all that much. Like, of course, the the Bible is worthy of application, but the Bible cannot mean something to us that it never would have meant to its original readers. So we have to be careful that we don't read into it. Do you understand? Like there is, of course, the eternal principles that are present in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But I would be concerned that I would use this passage to say to a brother or sister who comes to church wearing a mask. The Bible says you should remove your your mask just as the veil was removed from Moses face. And, and now I, I don't know. I think that would, I think that would be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Some, somebody else can, can correct me on that. Will you, 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 you agree. You disagree. Yeah, I, agree. You agree. I agree. I agree. I don't think that. Um, like I that. just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I see it that way. I, well, I mean, I do know. I don't see it that way. Um, I think we have to be careful with that, yeah. you know, anyway. Okay. Let's go to the next call. All right. Let's go to Carla in Illinois. Hi, Carla. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have, like, something to talk about the vaccines. Um, My daughter, who is 25 today, um, she had gotten her MMR after the MMR something happened. She's autistic. Um, I know people say, oh, that didn't cause it, but I know it did because Mm -hmm. um, she became very ill um, after that vaccination. So I am concerned about this vaccination because they don't come up with vaccinations this fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just very concerning. Um, I also worry I'm a principal in a public school trying to Mm -hmm. stand the light of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and a bunch of little kids. And Mm -hmm. I am also concerned because I could see them saying, if I don't get the vaccination, I can't keep my job. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering what your thoughts are on that. I'm like seven years from retirement, Mm -hmm. so it's not like... You know what I mean? I can start yeah. over. Oh, Carla. Um, and I won't get the vaccination. I won't do it. I mean, I won't do it. Yeah. I, I will not. But what, I mean, do you see lawsuits? What do you, what Man. do you guys see um, happen? Yeah. Oh, Carla. Man. Man, you know, there's so much in what you just said. Number one, and um, with regards to your daughter, I'm very sorry that your daughter yeah. was injured. Uh, we understand firsthand what yeah. that is, yep. right? And yep. people will tell you that you made that up, but you know. Right. You know. Uh, we had a kid that was hospitalized for five days and four nights after the four-month checkup and receiving the vaccines. 
so that's not in your mind. That's that that happens. Children are injured from vaccines. All right. Um, but then as far as your personal liberties, this is why we fight on two fronts. We fight for personal conviction, but we also fight for the free exercise of our religious conviction. You should not be forced to receive a vaccine um, at the threat of losing your job. All right, right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.